listening to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. Now, here's your host, Faraz Sadiqi and Zach Rizzuto. Let's go over tight ends. Yeah. Let's get it, let's get it going. Travis Kelsey at one, no surprise. George Kittle at two. He's just been falling out of his mind lately. With Brock so you got to play him yep. with Brock Purdy, you know? And I, I, I actually don't attribute Brock Purdy to be targeting. Like, the, I don't think it's because of Brock Purdy. I think it's because Debo Samuel has been out. And I okay. think, you know, th- and historically, you know, in George Kittle's career and Debo Samuel's career together, in games with Debo Samuel, Kittle just hasn't been as much of a factor. So, and regardless of whatever quarterback has been there, without Debo Samuel, George Kittle has balled out almost every single time. So, mm. I'm chalking it up more to that. Um, I think D- if Debo Samuel was playing, uh, I think George Kittle wouldn't have as high of a ceiling as he does. Uh, but he has been a, a clear focus on this team. What's really interesting to me is that, you know, Kyle Shanahan coming into all these games, like I, I feel like he knows exactly who's going to be the playmaker for every one of these games. And he schemes it up that way. And yeah. he's, he, dude, like, you know, Kittle has been de- really depending on his after the catch ability because he's one of the best in the game at that. So it's really good mm-hmm. to see that he still got it. Um, yeah. So I'm happy to see him there. I don't think it was ever a question with George Kittle if he could do it. It's just, you know, he wasn't as big a factor as he could be. And now we're seeing that with Brock Purdy and Debo Samuel out. I, I want to attribute a little bit to Brock Purdy because he had two other quarterbacks this season that, you know, didn't really feed him the ball like Brock Purdy's going has been. Uh, I think George Kittle, he's benefiting a little bit from Brock Purdy. It's interesting. And I want to see like what they do with the quarterback situation there. If Brock Purdy continues to play well, like then what, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, I hear you. I hear you. He did get eight targets last week. That was that was awesome to see. Uh, TJ Hawkinson, you know, obviously, you know, he had that huge game, right? So, like, you got to yep. bump him up. You know, he's one of the best plays and has a, one of the highest ceilings of any tight end at this point. Um, Dalton Schultz. Actually, no, I actually changed up my my tight end rankings after this, uh, after we put out this, um, the graphic. uh, these graphics here. So I, I actually moved Evan Ingram above Dalton Schultz and Dallas Goddard. He's just been getting it done. He's been getting the targets. It's a good matchup. If these wide receivers, you know, we talked about them having tough matchups this week, right? So Evan Ingram, Houston has been a little bit not so good. Right. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit not so good. A little bit not so good. They're, a little bit not so good. They're a little bit worse than middle of the pack in terms of line <laughs> points. You know, they're they're a, a positive matchup. We can call them that. It's a positive matchup go. for Evan Ingram. I, I a little bit not so good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so just start him. He's been getting the targets, man. He's been really coming on lately. So there's no way you're not starting him, right? Dalton Schultz has been a little quiet last couple of games. Yeah. Uh, d- decent matchup for him as well. So still starting him. Dallas Goddard at six after Dalton Schultz, one of the best tight ends in the game. Uh, he's back to a full-time role. Uh, a little bit of a tough matchup against New Orleans, but I'm still starting him. Um, and then Tyler Higby, I moved him up above Mark Andrews. Okay, I had Mark Andrews at eight now. Tyler Higby at seven. And that's because Tyler Higby has been a full route participation the last two games. He's had a ridiculous target share the last two games. It looks like he's Baker Mayfield's favorite target. And on top of that, he has a good matchup uh, this week. So, right. like, listen, at the end of the day, at this point, it looks like Lamar Jackson isn't going to play. So yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm just going to start Higby in a good matchup against the Chargers. And, you know, if I had Mark Andrews, I'm sorry. I just I can't start him right now. Yeah, I don't even. Do you think it makes sense to even have him at eight? Like, I don't know if I trust him. Like, he hasn't shown any upside, you know, these past few weeks, the way that he's been playing. Um, the matchup isn't fantastic either, you know, against Pittsburgh. Um, 
welcome to tight end purgatory, Mark Andrews. Like it's been a long time coming. We've waited, we've waited. We hope that he doesn't fall in this range, but it looks like he's going to at this point. And this is where we have him ranked beneath, beneath all these other guys. I think it makes sense. Dalton Schultz has a good matchup too. Dallas Goddard. It doesn't matter to match up at this point when you have a talent like him and the tight ends, you know, looking the way they they've been looking. Dallas Goddard, I would put him over Mark Andrews too. And Tyler Higby, he got it done last week, and it's true. Baker Mayfield, you know, I think he has a favorite target. You're right. It could have like had an even um, bigger day if Cam Akers didn't, you know, have that type of day that he had the three touchdowns. Yeah. Darren Waller, you know, so I have David Njoku, Darren Waller, Juwan Johnson, Dawson Knox after Tyler Higby. Are you starting those guys over? I'm sorry, or after Mark Andrews. Are you starting those guys over at Mark Andrews? This week? Um, I don't I, I don't know. I might start David Njoku. Outside of that, I, I might just kind of leave Mark Andrews okay. and hope for the best. Cross your fingers and hope that you win a championship right. on Mark Andrews back. <laughs> Who would you rather start, Juwan Johnson or Darren Waller? I have Darren Waller, at, you know, at 10 and Juwan Johnson at 11 this week. Jawan Johnson, a little bit of a tough matchup against Philly. Um, yeah. Right? But at the same time, he's the, he's the guy scoring touchdowns. He didn't get it done against Cleveland last week, but I don't really, you know, I, I chalked that up to the weather, to be honest. Yeah. I would go with Jawan Johnson over Darren Waller because there's just so much turnover and crap happening right now in Las Vegas. I, I think Jawan Johnson's a better bet, especially with that tight end, tight end touchdown streak that he's been on. And that's what we talked about with tight ends. Just ride the hot hand at this point. I think Jawan Johnson still has it. That last game that we saw, probably an outlier because of the weather. All right, there you go. So Dawson Knox, he's also been getting it done. I have him at 12. Uh, Pat Frymuth at 13. He's back to a full route participation as of last week, so that's good news for him. Tyler Conklin at 14, really good matchup against Seattle with Mike White back. I think he's a little bit of a sleeper this week. Um, yep. Cole Komet at 15. Gerald Everett at 16. Noah Fant at 17, followed by Trey McBride, Cade Otten at Taysom Hill. Are you? What are you thinking about Cole Komet this week against the Lions? Uh, you know, with with Justin Fields there, obviously he's Justin Fields' number one target. This could be a high-scoring game. You think Cole Komet kind of you know breaks back into that touch, touchdown streak streak that he had with Justin Fields earlier in the season? I think he has a good chance to, especially if it's a high-scoring game. Someone has to score touchdowns. It's not all going to be on David Montgomery's shoulders. Justin Fields has proven that he's a capable as a passer. That's all he needs to be with the rushing upside that he has. Cole Komet has been the guy. He's in a good matchup. They're allowing the six most fantasy points on the season. Detroit is to tight ends. I think he's a nice start out of these this group that's around him. You know, obviously Gerald Everett behind him after that goose egg last week and Noah Fant, yeah. same thing, bailed out by a late touchdown, still didn't put up a whole lot of points. I like Cole Komet's upside over all those guys. I'm with you. I'm with you. All right. I think that's it. Unless you have any other comments about these tight ends, I think we're going to call it here. Yeah. Um. Let's 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 get the championship, guys. Let's get that trophy. Okay. Tomorrow we're going to be going live again. Uh, we're going to be doing a Q and A. Um, you know, go on my Instagram, you know, I'm going to be, uh, putting out a, a, a question and answer sticker. So you guys can throw your questions in there for this week and we'll get to them on tomorrow's show. A l- little bit of a mailbag episode tomorrow at 9am live. So you can drop your questions in live as well on YouTube, upper hand fantasy channel on YouTube. Um, so yeah, we'll see you guys tomorrow. Good luck tonight. Uh, if you're starting anybody in tonight's game, let's get a good start. Uh, good luck, though. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, if anybody, if you have anybody for tonight. Uh, but you're not starting anyone on the Titans, pretty much, unless it's, you know, if you're desperate with the Sean Haskins. Yeah. But that's about it. Okay. Appreciate you guys. And uh, good luck tonight with CD Lamb and Zeke and, you know, maybe Tony Pollock can play. Uh, but we'll be back tomorrow morning. We'll see you then. Take it easy. See ya. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company. 